This is Season 3 of Views of the Bridge, a podcast about your Philadelphia Union. We're part of the Beautiful Game Network. You can find all things BGN at BGN.FM. Let's get right to it. Looks like he's lining up for a shot. Jacob Glesnitz is going for it. Is. Oh, my oh. God! Gaddis, Ray with options, will cross us in, and it's back home by Casper Shabenga. What a slide tackle by Jack Elliott. Back to that shutout for Andre Blake. Fontana will give it a strike. Anthony Fontana has the go-ahead goal! One of the best teams across the league. But my word, Jim Curtin has pushed all the right buttons in 2020. And nobody will be able to take away the trophy from Jim Curtin and the Philadelphia Union. This is a five for five city. Put some respect on our name. Let's go, dude. Good things happen in Philadelphia. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Views from the Bridge. Your first episode in 2021? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, we snuck one in right before the new year. Right so before welcome. the new year. So, hello. Welcome to 2021. Welcome. Views from the Bridge, your second favorite podcast behind, you know, you know the one. Uh, I'm your host, Matt McAfee, to be most of the time. A new year, new me. Just kidding. Evan Valala. Hiya. Good to see you. Uh, joined by the usual cast of characters, uh, Paul Katrina Jr. is here. Hello. How are you? I, you know, I'm all right, buddy. How are you? I am okay. It's a new year. We're it doing is. new things. Are, do we Last have, year. Do we have a new bit this year, Paul? Ah, uh, I'm so glad you asked. Uh, yeah, so uh, I gave out health tips last year. You uh, clearly, you guys didn't listen to them because a pandemic just showed up. Sure. So obviously, I have to do something different. So now I'm going to be healing your soul, and I will be reading you <laughs> oh, fortune God. cookies every week and i'm gonna start with some personalized ones for you guys so. wait why is wait do you have background what? music i'm sorry you've put on this largely so <laughs> largely insensitive background music for the uh, so, so a conclusion is simply the place where you got tired of thinking <laughs> that's gonna come in handy in a couple minutes i think for chuck Evan, a yeah. cynic is only a frustrated optimist. Uh, that's me, yeah. Thank you. Uh, Justin, a fanatic is one who can't change his mind and won't change the subject. Yep. And uh, let me just open mine here. Sure. Uh, a foolish man listens to his heart. A wise man listens to cookies. You, you, I... planned, you planned yours, right? Yeah, you definitely. Uh, you know what? I'm not gonna br- turn it off. Turn it off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I'm not going to shatter the illusion, but I, I think yours might have been a little, um, a little frozen envelope, if you will. Uh, yeah. So you know, yeah. like I just have the cookies here in front of me, and yeah. I open them all up, and I was like, you know what? This sounds like me. So. Paul Kachina Jr.'s side hustle of making fortune cookies out of his apartment. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not sure how to start 2021 with a better intro for Chuck Booth, who had to follow that. Uh, I truly don't have a follow-up. Yeah, um, no, sh- you shouldn't, there, really. There is no way to follow that. Mm. Like, um, yeah, so, Paul, you just derailed the entire podcast. Yep, as he is wont to do, mm. Paul Katrina Jr. derailing the entire podcast. Thank you, thank hey, you. Uh, but at least it's not as bad as Montreal's logo. I mm, mm. <laughs> now see a lot of people have problems with you. I am not oh. in that boat. Paul, you really? do have a do... problem with it. 
No, no. A lot of people are like, no, it's actually really good. No, it's, it's actually just, the no, name no, that's I've the. I've seen no one saying it's good. Uh, it's been quite a few. So yeah. okay, it's, yeah, you it's need a very, to... very divisive subject. It's not as bad as Houston's rebrand, re but it's bad. Uh, yeah. yeah, bad year for rebranding. Hopefully, Chicago gets it right this time. Maybe. You'd hope they have so many t tries at it. Hey, uh, Justin Ashcraft's here as well. Yeah, I am. I was just wait, biding my time. I got you. I got biding you. my time. You know, it's uh, Paul's like the person that's really good at double dutch when you're trying to do double dutch, and so you yeah. just never feel like you're gonna get anywhere. Yeah, yeah. You so, like you, know. you the the jump rope hits you on the first one, and then you're back to the back of the line, and then yeah. he's there for like the rest of recess doing yeah, double yeah. dutch. Yeah. <laughs> And that's how it feels to Paul. To Paul it's like he's hogging Pod the rope, but this is my passion. Yeah, yeah. The Ivan Drago double dutch, Paul Casino Jr. Oh my God! <laughs> if you Gotta update my resume. You do. Uh, hey, speaking of machines from Europe, that was a really great segue. Thank you, Ivan Drago. Wow. Love wow. you, Dolph Lundgren. Wow. Uh, the Philadelphia Union have re-signed Kai Wagner. Uh, what a great deal. Through 2023, I'm just going to say. It's through there 2022. However long he feels like staying here. Yeah, there's that. There's a club option for 2023. I, I think I'm going to speak for most of us here and say this is good because he can't leave on a free. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> I, I mean, listen, he's a phenomenal fullback. I love having him on this team. I, I think he still kind of enjoys playing soccer here. I think you don't really re-sign if you're just like, I can get signed so, for free yeah. tomorrow. But, so, uh, yeah, good Chuck. Just like, what a 180 for Kai. I know, right? Um, <laughs> I'm going to be sold. I'm going to be sold. Um, making a large majority of the fan base, including myself, hate him during that time frame. Mm. Um, and now coming back with a, well... We tested the market, and there isn't one anymore. Can, mm -hmm. can I get a contract extension, please? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think it was a little bit of that, and I also think it was, hey, don't you want to make more money when we sell you? Right? Right? Like, you don't, don't, want, to be don't, the, you don't want to be the frustrated guy on his way out. No. You know, you want to help out a club that gave you a platform to show that you're awesome, yeah. and in return, also get more money yeah like I, I always i found the end of last year to be so weird for kai because so many people are gonna forget that glaring smudge on his resume of like propping up his own transfer rumors yes but like now people just don't care because like hey we have kai wagner for 2021 that's another signing we don't have to make it's like yeah but you don't think that rubbed anyone the wrong way in that locker room? Like, not even a single person? Mm. I can tell you the person that did rub the wrong way. One Matt Real. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, and like, one this Alejandro is, This is my year, and Jim Curtin said, not really. Not yet. <laughs> well, and Jim still, said, it, oh, wait, Kai's hey, back? It still is. There are, um, one, Kai got injured a lot last year. That's sure. true. Um, this we didn't sure. expect Matt Real to play nearly as many games as he did, and nope. we didn't expect to actually be happy that he played as many games as he did. So <laughs> both are pleasant surprises. Happy. We we didn't expect to be happy because of his on field performance the way that we were. <laughs> we were happy for Matt Real, the human being, 
Fair. At the beginning of 2020, we're like, yeah, he's going to get minutes. And then we were happy because we're like, oh, he's he's good. Okay, good, good. We're glad. Um, um, doesn't CONCACAF yeah. Champions League start, like, soon? Tomorrow. Like, I know it the last did. one just ended, yes. but, like, yeah. the They've next one off. starts, like, literally, like, next month, the day I believe. After. Yeah, they, they really it, U.S. Open Cup that I think. It's it's actually already over. Yeah. The Mexican team won. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. But Club like, America, congratulations. You, you need two good fullbacks on each side, yes. especially yes. in this formation that demands a lot because yes. there will be a lot of games for all four of them. And yes, that includes Ray Gattis. Yeah. <laughs> something something negative, Paul Katrina comment. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't, even to make, he doesn't even need to make the comment. People just fill it in at this to. point. This guy, like, he spends all of his breaks at work just huh? hot-shotting on Ray Gattis. Well, he, he works from home now, so he can just literally scratch them on his wall as he feels like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Christina's like, if I hear one more thing about freaking Ray Gattis do you this love week. me or do you love hating Ray Gattis? Which one is it? <laughs> I haven't decided, sweetheart. <laughs> Good yeah. thing I swallowed that beer because it yeah. would probably yeah. come out my nose. Yeah, visual, visual on audio. Um, <laughs> hey guys, we um, it, it's the doldrums of of the off season. We got bored. We wanted to challenge ourselves, and we wanted to make more people upset at us. We figured New Year's resolutions was too hard, so we did this instead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Asking for things from the club this year would have been too difficult, so we came. Paul came up with an idea. Someone came. Paul came up with an idea. No, Justin. This is Justin's idea. Justin Ashcraft came up with an idea because he wants to be the most hated man on this podcast this year. Uh, That that was my New Year's resolution. How do I become more hated than Paul Katrina? You're off to a a tough mountain to climb, there, bud. You're off to a flyer, though. (laughs) Let me tell you. Um, So, Justin, by all means, please explain what we're doing here. Yeah, so, I mean, in the middle of uh, quarantine, or the beginning of quarantine, the beginning of pandemic in, in 1925, Yes. Um, Great we had done some lineup building challenges uh, that were not centered around the union, they were more just centered around MLS in general, uh, so I thought, well, you know, it's the off-season, we could do another lineup building challenge. Uh, So, the challenge for today is this. Uh, You need to build a lineup of 12 players, so 11 starters and a sub. Uh, All union players, but four of them have to be from each coaching era. So, uh, three or four of them have to be from the Peter Nowak era, four of them have to be from the John Hackworth era, and four of them have to be from the Jim Curtin era, and good luck. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, this was tough. We What we had to do was set our cutoffs uh, for certain years because both coaches, uh, Hack and Noack, were fired in the middle of the season. So we didn't want to give the coach who took over a lineup for another coach in the midseason the benefits of claiming that lineup. So uh, Noack will run from 2009 to 2012. Hack will be 2013-2014, and then Jim Curtin gets 2015 on. So, uh, yeah, that's Good luck. <laughs> uh, guys, how do we want to do... Do we want to do it coach by coach? Do we want to do it position by position? Uh, you know, that I... Coach I'm, I'm definitely... I'm sure. going to do mine co- coach by coach. 
I think we need to do, but I think we need to explain our formations first. So as we're giving players, True. <laughs> True. We're, yeah. we're explaining where they fit in the formation. Okay, fair enough. So um, I actually went with an oldie but a goodie. I went with an old uh, four two three one. Hey, that yeah, sounds familiar. Yeah. God, yeah. So actually, should we start with? Did anyone not go with a four two three one? I have a four three three. Oh, because okay. I, I will preface that by saying no. This would never have happened. But I'm <laughs> but I'm doing it because the forwards make me laugh. Just do, yeah. Do, I mean, theoretically, mine could play yeah. as that, but right. there was no way to do this without having wingers because most of these union teams had wingers. Mm, I I disagree. Uh, I will say that in, in I'm scared their, for whoever the hell you put there. Paul's, in their Paul's careers, playing a narrow four two three yeah, one. In their careers, two of my forwards have played both wings, so they awesome. might as well be. But um, I think it's Sounds funnier like... to imagine them all fighting for the same spots. Oh, Sounds and we're like basing we these players off three. of their union careers. We're basing them off their yes. union careers. We yes, don't we care are. what they did afterwards. Nope. We don't care what their hype was before. It's mm -hmm. just how they played on the field for the yep. union. Um, so, yeah, do we want to go by coach and just read off who we picked from each era, and then we'll yes. explain our lineups at the end, or yep. just go yeah, person by person? Yeah, I think that's the best okay. way to do it. I like that one. Yep, All right, cool. So we're going to start with uh, Bater. Bater Nolak. Uh, some oldies on this one. Uh, Justin, who did you pick from the Nolak era? Oh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Uh, Carlos Valdez. Mm. Uh, Same here, baby. That's his name. Shannon Williams. Yep. Ooh. Amobi Akugo. And Ooh. Sebastian Latu. Very nice, very nice. Uh, I was Sheenan Valdez Caliph Latou. I love me some Danny Caliph. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I have Connor Casey. Yep. Ryan I thought about Carroll, it. Ray Gaddis and Jack Mack. Oh, I also thought about it. I also thought about it. I thought about both those forwards. Didn't do it. Damn. Uh, Shaneon Williams, Amobi Akugo, Ray Gaddis, Sebastian Litsu. Very cool, very cool, very cool. Uh, I, I think we should save Hack for the end because that was the hardest one. It that really was. So Jim was my hardest one. Really? I mean, because there's so many people no, to pick from. Yeah. Hack, there's so much overlap that I just was like, did this player actually play under yes. him? Can I slide yes. them back? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right, so let, let's hop let's hop up to Jim, and then we'll handle we'll handle Hack. Uh, handle Hack. This this hurt a lot. All right, Justin, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, mine were actually pretty easy. Um, I think everyone's gonna be mad at me, but this was easy for me. Uh, my four from the Jim Curtin era are Mark McKenzie, yep. uh, Kai Wagner, Jameer Montero, and Casper Shabilko. Okay. Why didn't I do... Oh. <laughs> All right. So I picked uh, Kai Wagner, uh, Jose Martinez, Tranquillo Barnetta. And this is where I lost my mind because I wanted to pick Brendan Aronson. I really, really did. Mm -hmm. But for on-field production alone, yep. I picked Delcino. Ooh. 
so good. Just so Ooh. good. So just just so good. And interesting route. I mean, I guess for the position you kind of had to, but um, if you're going specifically by on field of production, there's a couple of other players that could have gone there. Um, bro, why don't you? Why don't you enlighten? Well, me, I bro? have one of them, and it's Boric Dochko. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Very nice. Very nice. Um, Fafa Pico. Yep. Ooh. Kai Wagner, and yep. Mark McKenzie. Good. Cool. Cool, uh, cool. The way in in the way that Chuck did two of his forwards for Peter Nowak, I have two of mine with Jim. Ooh. Uh, the largely unpopular. Can't wait to get all the hate on this one. Uh, CJ Sapong. Bruh, do you know how much ah. it hurt to not put CJ in this team? I'm glad. Yeah. Uh. Starting center back for Gank, Mark McKenzie. Yes. Casper <laughs> Shabilko. Okay. Which, I will tell you, up until recently, I wanted to put both Corey Burke and Fabian Herbers for no other reason than just I like Fabian Herbers a lot <laughs> in this sure. lineup. I tell you, but my fourth, it's the Union production. My, well, yeah. yeah. My fourth pick yeah. is Curtin Era, though, uh, Tranquillo Barnetta. Yes. God. I, I, like, almost forgot him, and I was just like, oh, my God, I simply must put him at camp. <laughs> the, I, I mean, must. The wow. Union have just had, honestly, too many really good 10s yes. that yes. don't and... really play other positions because yes. yeah. Chaco yeah. being left out feels like a massive miss as well. Uh, well, Chaco fits in the hack yeah, era. He does. Yeah. <laughs> he does. Is he in your very narrow formation? And did I spill that one for you? Uh huh. <laughs> I went with Chaco, Andre Blake because he was drafted. Yes. Yep. By by Mr. Hack. Yep. Uh, Vincent Nogueira yep. acting as the second holding, uh, playing a little bit in front of Jose Martinez, mm-hmm. and my bench player is Kleberson. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Yeah, because I, I couldn't just bring it to be like El Sino comes off the bench. You couldn't rule out Cleberson, of all people. No, I couldn't. Yeah. Couldn't do it. Um, so I stuck Sebastian Latou here. Okay. Because it's a yep. fun, just choose your adventure with him. <laughs> choose uh, your coach with yeah. Sebastian Latou. <laughs> um, Vincent Nagara. Yep. And... Uh, this is a by major out of position that I'm going on. Literally the couple of games that he played there, Mari Sadu at center back. Yep. Ah, oh, I really thought about fine. it. And yeah. I really thought about it. Yeah. And I also did the Andre Blake was drafted here. This is how I'm taking my keeper. Yep. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. I was trying to fight so hard for Mondra for Mondragon, and then I was like, "Oh wait, Andre Blake was drafted by <laughs> Hack." So I was like, "Fuck I mean, literally, that!" The, that <laughs> the Hackworth era was just keepers. Who can be put here? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Justin. So I stuck a little more true to Hack, and went with <laughs> Zachary McMath as my goalkeeper. Oh, yeah. buddy, do I have? He was he was close for me with. Especially with the fact that, um, I mean, he still has some of the union keeping records. Yes. I, I realized he was, I realized that Hack did draft Blake, but I, I went with McMath because he actually played for 
hack a little bit more. That's cool. Um, That's cool. My two, my three other players were uh, the captain Brian Carroll, uh, Christian Maidana, and sitting on the bench for me, Mr. Jack Mack. Nice. Damn it! I I almost did the same thing. Okay. Um. My my Hackworth players. <laughs> Farfan. Which one? Miguel. Okay. Chaco, Dre, Nogueira. Um, initially, I don't remember how I sorted that out, but at one point, I had Zach McMath on my bench. <laughs> Just because. I forget what I did, but he was there at one point, and now he is not. Uh, I, I guess since we all mentioned it, uh, Tranquilo Barnetta is my sub in this team. Okay. Uh, um, my sub is Jack Mack. Okay. Yeah. All right. So to run through these again, yeah. Blake, a goalkeeper, a back four of Wagner, Caliph, Valdez, and Sheenan Williams. Mm-hmm. My two holding midfielders, one playing a little more back than the other, is Jose Martinez and Vincent Nagara. Uh, Tranquillo Barnetta at the ten with Ilcino and Maidana on either side, and the two <laughs> at the top. Gross. Paul, your team would kill each other in the locker room. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's not the point. I that know, would also be but... maybe the best training you could ever watch in your life. Like the fights would actually be epic. Yeah, I know, and I live for chaos. But yeah. on the field, that's a good team. No, well, <laughs> not together. Chaco played half of his career on the left, and Elsino was born on the right side of the field. I, I hate to break it to you that no one on your team plays defense. I have defenders, though. <laughs> you, you have people that get paid to play defense. Yeah. You don't necessarily... Gonna, dude, my team is just going to pass the ball 7,000 times in a game and wear you down and then just pass it to Latou for a tap-in. Paul is trying to assemble some weird Guardiolan or Kloppian Philadelphia Union roster, and I don't know how well it's working for him, but... That's the fun of this, we'll, I guess. What are, we'll see. What do we, we need? See. No. What do we, we need? What do we need forwards for? To what do we need forwards to? Just midfielders. Lots of midfielders. <laughs> Justin, run through that lineup, baby. Let's hear it. Yeah. Uh, Zach McMath and goal. Uh, Kai Wagner, Mark McKenzie, Carlos Valdez, and Shane Williams across the back. Akugel and Carroll sitting in the holding midfielder positions. Montero, Maidana, Latou left to right in that three. Casper should go up top with Jack Mack scoring all the second half goals he could want. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. Chuck? Um, so, <clears throat> Dre and Nett, then yep. Kai Wagner, Mark McKenzie, Moedu, and Ray Gaddis across the mm-hmm. back line. Brian Carroll and Vincent Aguera providing an at least adequate shield for that back line. Yep. And. Somehow things are gonna work out between um, Seba, Boric, Dojkal, Fafa Pico, and all lumping it in to Connor Casey. Yep. With Jack <laughs> Mack coming in when you need to change a pace. Yes. <laughs> um. Okay. Dre and Net. Gaddis Akuga Mackenzie Williams. Farfan the <laughs> wait, 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 wait
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait. You heard? No, yes. You picked Gaddis as your left back? You didn't notice that he was the only one yeah. that didn't have Kai? Nope. Yeah. I didn't, but... Okay. I Listen, <laughs> listen. Okay. <laughs> I have very specific and very fond, for maybe bad reasons, memories of Ray Gaddis and Shannon Williams playing defense together. Let me have those. Oh, I mean, I will, because it gets worse. Thank you. <laughs> right, it, works. it gets the job done. Oh no, I was talking to about. An I was actually just referring to where Evan's about to go with this team. Uh huh. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Nogueira and Farfan are your holding midfield. Because <laughs> y'all didn't say I couldn't. <laughs> Mostly we because okay. we knew. Okay, but well, listen. Because we no, knew we'd run listen. ship on that team. <laughs> listen, well, yeah, five listen. five minutes before this podcast. Evan texted us and says, Michael Farfan is a blank midfielder. Fill in the blank. Yep. <laughs> and y'all apparently ignored that. And two, two of you, to be named later, just put midfielder. Yeah. So now we, here we are. Uh, sorry, we didn't want to help you yeah, right before thanks, the big guys. competition. Appreciate it. I'm not Cedric Diggory telling. So yes, uh, Harry I put Potter Farfan and Nogueira next to each other because I just want chips for days. <laughs> Move over hers, Nogueira Farfan, the chip factory. Uh huh. Yep. Maidana at the ten, and then your front three, the three-headed beast. I don't know how any of this would work together. <laughs> Sebastian Latou, CJ Sapong, Casper Shabilka. Well, the good thing is two of them have played on the wing. See? Yeah. Because the CJ bad Sapong thing is was a winger. CJ was so ineffective on the wing, that's how we got him from Sporting Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. is also true. A friendly reminder that uh, <laughs> Peter Vermees tried so hard with CJ Sapong out wide. <laughs> it didn't work. He gave up, and we found him here. You have Latou working his ass off down one side. You have CJ basically playing hold up on another side. I did have and him then in your the striker in the middle just no, going. No, because no one. Whenever you want me to get the ball. No, no, no. I'm, I am just under back, the no impression that Chaka Maidana or Tranquilo Barnetta will be so good at getting balls into the box that it won't really matter who gets on the end of them. This is how you end up with three forwards that have like five goals and zero assists every year. <laughs> And that's passable in this Major League This is the League ultimate like, striker by committee team. I'm really mad at myself. After after hearing your lineups and doing this, I'm really mad because if I had thought about it, I would have done Gaddis at left back and Jose Martinez playing next to Amobi Akugo. And I, I feel swear like, to God, if anyone in the comments oh, on man, Twitter that says, well, Amobi Akugo yeah, is a midfielder. You guys are telling I, me no I, one I, in my midfield plays defense. Jose Martinez is a freaking beast dude and he's got all his countrymen around him too like come on oh i didn't know paul was doing a fifa squad builder challenge of the philadelphia union as, you know, as it pertains I to south in. america i did the math and i couldn't have what? been more right slash wrong on some of my <laughs> assessments <What>? okay <laughs> did you expect a real answer there evan come on you were so Paul, you were so ready to come at me when I hadn't said anything. I heard you yeah. start to say Chuck. <laughs> oh man, this so, is a very yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna put comics. these 
we're gonna put these lineups up online for you guys so that you can visually see what chaos is going on in our brains and you can vote for which ones that you really like the best and then try to build your try best to build teams. your own that's yeah that's honestly, what I'm, gonna say. I'm very excited to see what people have to come up with with this because this was not just like oh look at a team real quick and then just throw some guys in this took a while it sucks that we can't say pick your coach because there's only one coach worth picking uh, yeah like what <laughs> oh man wow it should have to be pick one of the two coaches for jim Curtin to fire out of the cannon mm, no back. yeah no back. that's this actually a- that's actually a bit easier <laughs> This this was a really interesting exercise. It really was, actually. A little brain teaser. Who was who Are you was the me or asking me? No, I was just I was just okay. um I my question is yeah um Evan you you sort of mentioned it but like who was the player that you really wanted to fit in the lineup that you couldn't yeah and maybe not because that player was like super good but just like. You really wanted to get that player in the lineup, but just couldn't. Oh, like your I like this guy pick? Yeah. Yeah. I have mine. And yeah, me he, too. He would have been my sub if mm-hmm. there were other bad players under Jim Curtin. <laughs> but um, not putting Roland Alberg on the bench of oh. this team hurt so much. Um, he's still like top five goals per minute for the Union. The. So, Herbers is not actually my ultimate answer for that. Uh, my ultimate answer for that was there was a guy who in, indirectly led to Alejandro Medoya coming to this team. Uh, Fernando! That I was so, 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 so fond of for no apparent reason uh, other than his name was very fun and he was a ginger. <laughs> and I really wanted to put Fernando fucking Urstegueta on this team. <laughs> He's had a really good career since he's left the union. Injuries yeah, did the... plague his time here, but yeah. yes, that is yeah, a direct contribution. Yeah, on eight times a game when he was here. I mean, this yeah. would have been a very interesting... Um, I would have played a 14 Like, exercise. 14 if, over... <laughs> if it was overall um, careers versus careers with the union. Oh. Yes. That we would have all had Marco Fabian the number one pick for everybody. List. <laughs> no, I, I can't. I can't put Marco there. I mean, it, I probably would have had Kilo at that point. Yeah, but international career, you <laughs> look at it objectively. Would have been... <laughs> yeah, you'd have uh, to. My, my regret is that I couldn't put a really good right back on this team, so I went with Sheen and Williams. <laughs> Man, we interviewed him. You're terrible. You are. You're really bad. Paul's like, how many bridges can I burn right off the jump in 2021? Mostly because he was, which bridges does he have left after 2020? Well, Shannon's gone, so. I love you, Sheena, man. Like, come on. Paul also just. I look at my team and I go, man, this is a bomb squad. But that back line's a bit suspect, isn't it? And that's not the reason your backline suspect. No, not at all. Because I'm going with my homerisms and saying Danny Califf is the greatest center back in Unionist. Listen, as long as no one brings a vape pen to the game, he'll be okay. I mean, there's not yeah. a there's yeah. not a ton of center backs 
to choose from, which is why I have Moedu back there. <laughs> I thought there was yeah, more. I mean, Going you look at all the center backs more. we missed on. I mean, God, you well, might as well have some selection. Justin, who was your uh, who was your heart pick? I had I had I sort of had two. I sort of had two. You can have two. One was um, that I couldn't fit Jack Elliott on this team. Mm. Um, my other. And not because he necessarily deserves a spot on the team, but my other was Mr. Trinidad and Tobago himself, Kayon Daniel. I thought about it. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought about Keon Daniel. It just, I just and then couldn't. I realized I wasn't playing wingers, and I went, I'm all right. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. I was like, uh, I just can't. I want to win, not lose, so I'm not going to do it. So I oh. think... Uh, well, just... I guess we get to talk about who we're going to talk to next week. We can. We can. And then we have another challenge coming down the pipe in two weeks that I guess we'll, we'll talk about as well. Which there is also gonna is a little bit of news better. that we still haven't covered. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Chuck, what is that news? Um, Hold on. Let me play in a breaking news. No, uh, damn it. Well... I mean, what? I don't know which one we're starting with because it's either one. A homegrown sale <laughs> that was completed. You're not and... Get the next newscaster in here. Just do it. Chuck. And, well, I feel like only one even slightly matters because I can actually pronounce his name, and that's Thomas Marrero <laughs> potentially being <laughs> his homegrown rights potentially being sold to LAFC, um, in return for what may be. Um, Andy Najer. Which would immediately play, replace someone on my list of best. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, alright. I mean, this yeah. is like, this is good, right? I think, this like, good. we... We're trading homegrown rights, not even the player himself, because he's still yeah. in college and not even signing anywhere. But yeah. we're, we're taking a player who could play for another team and trading him for a player who actually plays for the other team that we're trading for so like yeah yeah i don't know i don't know how this is the business you look at as a casual and you go that's pretty cool and then when you look at it from a really deep soccer perspective you go that is brilliant because they have such a pipeline of talent that they simply cannot play and develop every single one of them so you might as well get something out of them yep, yep. looking at you, you put in all that work mm-hmm. you put in all that work and you've committed to their future you might as well get something out of the deal i mean i just I, business yeah i mean it's like in the union right now have you know blake who still has years left most mm-hmm. likely Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Matt Freeze, who has many years, most likely, and then you still got a whole pipeline of keepers who are coming out of the academy. Mm-hmm. So, your next one to come out of the academy, you're like, okay, we can get rid of this one. We don't need that one. It's just, like, it is just interesting how, like, not too long ago, you would expect Romero to be the number two for this team. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was definitely spoken about many yep. times, and then. Freeze uh, kind of blindsided everyone and a little bit. Essentially, is now going to solidify that spot, even if Fendick comes back. Yep. 
Well, yeah, because it was always uh, it was always Romero, Freeze, and Shakes. Mm-hmm. We're like always talked about together. Um, and when you have that amount of when when you can go three deep at the academy position for your goalkeeper, uh, you don't necessarily need all three of those guys. Um, so yeah, the uh, Romero deal is pending. Oh, and then you have El Mekdar, who's yeah, getting Khalil sent. El Medkar. Uh, yeah, and it's like you're you're selling him to an academy that yes. is Does just not as much prudent help. as yours, yes. and yet they want one of your prospects that bad that they're willing to give up 50k in general allocation mm-hmm. and a sell-on percentage down yep. the line. Well, and I think the interesting part is they signed him to a first team deal uh, for two years. Philly gets 50 grand. And then they get performance-based incentives and a sell-on percentage. And then what I didn't know, because I don't keep a finger on the pulse of FC Dallas's transfer news, sorry. Um, super, you know, <laughs> I don't know, actively. Uh, Fafa Pico's in Houston, and uh, Michael Barrios is in Colorado. So, like, they moved two guys. They brought in uh, Jader O'Brien from, or O'Brien, I guess, from the Colombian top flight. But, like... In their depth chart, Khalil is, like, one of seven forwards. And Ricardo Pepe is another one. I don't think he's necessarily ready for FC Dallas. Well, whereas Pepe at least might Khalil not is, be there long. Well, that too. And then where at least Khalil is already 21, he's played four years at Kentucky, where he had 41 points and 66 appearances. Like, he's, you know, like, he's kind of ready. Or at least he's not going to – he can't go back to the academy – he can maybe play here at North Texas, but like it's kind of now or not so much for him, I think. And I think the union said, well, we don't really use wingers. Yeah, and I mean, it's great to get money yeah. just for the chance for now for them where he yep. had no future here. Yeah, and I, I think the sell-on is, the, is, is so smart. Because Dallas seems to be really good at selling players. So. Yes. I mean, they just sold a kid that no one knew about last year for $9 million to Juve. So, like, <laughs> yeah. you know, let them do the work for you and get, yeah. reap the rewards down yeah. the line. <laughs> and I think from a player's standpoint, that's a win-win. Because you're going from one of really of club that's very good at youth development to another. And, you know, like, it's nice to see these academy kids moving within MLS, I think, in a way. It's nice to see these academy kids move anywhere that isn't, like, into another USL team. Yes. Well, you yeah. know, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's nice that we get a part in the process mm-hmm. and we get the, the vindication of being able to produce such high-quality talent in numbers and then be able to distribute that wealth across the landscape of both the American soccer, which is what MLS is all about anyway, and we get to send products over to Europe, mm-hmm. which only strengthens our brand down the line. Yeah. It's the union have just absolutely done this whole starting up an MLS franchise the right way, and a lot of people shit on it very early. Us on. included. I yeah. I, you could what? you can go back and look at me. I, I'll just <coughs> I don't want to. I don't want put to put myself on a pedestal, but sure. I have always been in the boat that this academy was going to produce at an extremely high level 
and that patience is key. Yeah, but none of us I wanted to wait 10 been... years to win something. Yeah, I don't think anyone was but happy I, about I mean, having that I did. You, like, did. you did not want this team to wait 10 years to win something. No, you didn't. I didn't say 10 years. But that's what I, I, you did. I didn't say 10 years. That's literally what we did. We, yeah, but you have to think about, too, like, the union came in at a, um, the union came into MLS at a very weird Oh, for juncture sure. in time and i like i think the reality is for like the union we were the union were cl- like close in 2012 i mean like not good and not like the best team ever and not a team that you like look at and go oh my gosh they're gonna win something we're 20 <laughs> yeah, exactly. was that 2011 that they played houston in the playoffs like they were a decent team that year and for what mls was at that point in time but since then like 2013 to 2018 all these teams came in in a very different way you know they came in they bought three dps right away they went and got players from around the world and then they they showed up and they played really well like atlanta you know but it's like we so i think the union the union have been one of the teams who like went from mls 2.0 to mls 3.0 and still have success yeah, you know, I think a lot of teams that came in around the time that the Union did have not continued to have the success that the Union have had or continued to build the way that we've built. Yeah, I mean, you win one of the Open Cups, and it's obviously a very different narrative around this team because mm-hmm. you're not still, you weren't still waiting for the trophy last year. And what they... It's a, it's a very weird situation because they were both behind their time and ahead of their time at the same time yes because, because they, they also came in when well, they weren't even a franchise I, like they weren't an established franchise go ahead sorry <laughs> sorry chuck chuck you just need to do the kamala harris uh i'm talking i'm talking right now. <laughs> but just like i mean when, when it comes to really anything that they were putting on the field it was just a ragtag group of people for far too long and that was a major issue and so much money wasted that could have been used towards building a proper first team um but at the same time the money that they funneled into the academy building ysc having the actual residency program and an entire school worked um, so it's like now that they're getting the payoff from that stuff, they can kind of erase some of their ills for just being cheap and terrible buyers at the beginning of when the franchise was brought in by just recouping on all of these now homegrown sales and sell on fees now. Yep. And and it's like very funny because you even look at the team that won the supporter shield last year. I mean, who's the most recognizable face on that team? It's Alejandro Bedoya, and he's clearly not the quintessential piece of this lineup. Is he the most he's recognizable face. face in this lineup anymore? Uh. I mean, no, like, that's the thing. You know, the, the whole <laughs> ragtag group of guys, like, th- this is still just a hardworking team that really just doesn't have a definitive superstar on it, but they're still succeeding. And like I was trying to say... I'm, Chuck, I never mean to just purposely interrupt you. Yes, I'm sorry, you dog. Do. I love you, man. No, 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 no. Let's, let's not do that. What I was trying to say, like, this wasn't just a Philadelphia minor league team that got promoted up to MLS. 
they basically said, all right, Philadelphia, you can have a soccer team. Do everything. Like, you have to build the foundation and everything that goes along with it. And that's you're never going to nail that within the first few years. It's just not going to happen. But you're not because that's that's not the way franchises are coming in at this point you know like franchises are coming in because arthur blank blank decides i want a soccer franchise i already have this massive stadium let me just go buy some soccer players and let them play in the stadium so it's 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 very different than like hey there's a group of supporters who really wants a soccer team in their city so let's find an ownership group who's willing to pay for it and then let's build that franchise yeah, and then you see this you see what the ownership group is and you go we may not be able to do this the way that every other team wants to do this. It's not like we can just go out there and sign a Zlatan Ibrahimovic and he will fix all of our issues. No, we have to build something that's sustainable because one superstar is not going to keep all of these people coming back. Philadelphia has competent fans that are genuinely interested in the product, every single position, every single outlying factor of an MLS franchise. And that's clearly been evident since this team has come to fruition. But, like, you look at it now and you're going, wow, this team has really done this without someone that is an immediate put on a list, like this team-building exercise we did. They're all really good players that we put on these lineups here. But there is not, like, a single, like glaring star up in the sky that you're like we had to throw him in our lineup absolutely because the union just haven't had that speaking it's of like speaking no of, go ahead speaking of superstars all the uh nba superstars who own uh mls franchises are all on the same team now yeah. yay brooklyn nets congratulations <laughs> enjoy that locker room because <laughs> i don't know how that's gonna work um, I did a Google trend search of because just because I was genuinely curious. Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow, uh, what what did you do? Just because I just call forever. Well, I just did um, Brendan Aronson, Alejandro Bedoya, Mark McKenzie, just yeah, just to right. see um, who's trending on the internet. Um, Aronson more than double searches than Bedoya. Over the past 12 months. And uh, Chuck, are all those from Delaware County where people are trying to buy uh, Red Bull kits? Um, the number one area for interest for Brendan Aronson is Minnesota. What? <laughs> yep. Minnesota. Interesting. Okay. Uh huh. Thank you, um, Loons, for your support. Yeah, for Bedoya, it is Rhode Island. And uh, Mark McKenzie. Wait, I want to guess Mark McKenzie. Canada. Um, th- this is only just in the Canada. US. Yeah, that's no. Nope. Oh well, I'm still gonna guess Canada. So go ahead, just read the answer. Washington. State. Washington State. 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 Okay. Okay. Well, that's informative. Hmm. You learned something today on views from the bridge. There you go. I think. I think, Evan, going back to your question, I think uh, Bedoya, to the casual to the casual enough soccer fan in the U.S., Bedoya, yes, is still the most recognizable name on the union. 
I, I think. Yeah, I, I was going to say at the beginning of the season, I think it was L.A. I think towards the end of the season, it was either Mark or Brendan. I think it's still Brendan. But but I but I think you know? I think when when the league itself has a hand in all of that, that's only fair. Well, sure. Yeah. And I also think like uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I still think it was probably Bedoya to the average fan, just because of he's played in the World Cup, mm. all this kind of stuff. Like I I think you know we as like dedicated soccer fans know that like McKenzie is probably the future center back for the U S men's national team. If, yes. if we happen to be able to get to the 2026 world cup, yes. um, he will probably be the center back for that, but, um, or 2022 world cup, 20, whatever year it is. Um, so I think like, yeah, I mean, I think it's like interesting, but, um, but I think Bedoya is probably still the, the player that most people can name from the union. You're going to see a lot of the people that pay attention to Europe and whatnot really trend towards more like validating Aronson as one of the best things to come out of this team. Like Salzburg's already putting him up on a pedestal. He's going to be commentating the two friendly matches tomorrow on like YouTube Live. And it's like they're already, you know, just because MLS has done such a crazy job of like hoisting up Aronson as like the future of the U.S. men's national team. And they've been able to ride that out since, like, the summertime, since this transfer was really announced. But I really think that Mark McKenzie is going to, like, explode as an ambassador for Gank. And his next move is going to be massive. So are we about to see, like, a smaller version of Miguel Almiron going to Newcastle and then Newcastle magically being on TV a whole lot more because of Atlanta United? Probably. Yeah, it's going to be harder with the TV deals in, like, Belgium and Austria. Well, I, but I just like... mean in using them for marketing purposes more than... Mm-hmm. Because, yes. like, literally, yes. I looked for a way to be able to watch um, Gank and literally outside of um, streams that you find on the internet doesn't seem to be a way. I, everyone needs to go out and find a Belgian bodega somewhere in the greater Philadelphia area, and someone in the back is going to be watching all these games on a very small monitor, and that's just going to have to be our plug for now on to watch it's, Mark McKenzie. It's, we're still I'm, in a pandemic. But here's the thing. Uh, I mean, yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, but I would not be surprised. I'm not giving health tips anymore, so. <laughs> I would not be surprised to see ESPN Plus go out and, and try to get the Belgian and Austrian leagues, at least in a in a, in a a minor context. You know, like maybe not full rights to them, but like. Well, uh, and, like, and they don't really need full rights. They just need to show like the top three teams. Exactly. And for them too, I don't even think that's a, oh, there's these American kids over there. It's just a, oh, do we have as much content as we can possibly have? Great. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, Disney always wants more, baby. Yep. So next podcast, guys. Uh, speaking of lineups and... Speaking uh, of homegrowns. Co- homegrowns, lineups. Yeah. Coaching heiress. Uh, Mr. Zach Pfeffer is going to be joining <laughs> our next pod. I am so excited. Someone who uh, didn't make any of our lineups. Oh, Unfortunately. Sorry, Zach. so sorry. You made my bench in spirit. I, <laughs> Zach Pfeffer, who is entirely out of football, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We will be discussing more than his union career on this podcast because, because that would a be person a is more than the sum of their athletic careers. Podcast. Wow. <laughs> <laughs>
But we're very excited to start. No fault of his own. Very. It would just be a very short podcast. <laughs> All right, yeah. so you played. You didn't really do phenomenal. The team moved on. You, you're done. And you went to Wall Street. Yeah. Zach Reffer is probably making more than a lot of people in MLS right now. You know, yeah, so, that um, is how do you that was the on question at the top of my Bitcoin? list. Yeah, with financial advice, not actually financial advice. But if you and have any questions for Zach Pfeffer, don't ask him about stocks, please. Thank you. Um, let us know. And if you want to, I'll be I'll be doing that. Listen, so, if don't you, worry, I got you. If, don't ask him about stocks. If you if you want to feel old, I I looked on Wikipedia okay. today as I was flipping through the rosters and noticed that Zach Pfeffer is twenty six. Hey, same. Uh, cool, great. Really? I'm gonna go. Zach Pfeffer and I both out of soccer at twenty six. Me because I was never in it. So he's had, you know, however many games he played in MLS. I mean, I so I feel disgusted on multiple levels because of Thank that. You. Like Thank you. Well, no, not you, but just Pfeffer well. being twenty six. Like so you've had this much time since being a soccer player, you now have made it as a trader on Wall Street. And we're just like here. Yep. Yep. You're after your life, Chuck. We could have been doing Gee, things, thanks, Chuck. Bud. Like, I I'm gonna go in cry April. in my shower. Yep. Yeah. So uh, everyone, tune in next week. Views from the bridge. We'll talk to Zach Pfeffer, and then uh, everyone can tell us how bad we've done in our years, where we were both neither professional athletes nor Wall Street traders. Actually, mm. uh, you know what? It's going to be two weeks until we talk to Pfeffer. Um, so okay. we might actually squeeze another bot in before then. So then next week, let's do the uh, the other the other starting lineup challenge that we had in mind. Yeah, which is... <laughs> which, which is the is, best one. <laughs> are we still doing it by coach. coach, or do we just want to do it in general? Yeah, let's do it by the four coach... Uh, wait. No. no this is all right. So this is the disappointment eleven. It is. It is. This is the union disappointment eleven. <laughs> Just the most disappointing union lineup you could throw out okay. there. That with names could maybe give you hope, but then you no. see them play and go, "Oh wow!" And uh, since I think we all had we all had Dre on this team, right? Mm-hmm. Let's I all just. I did. Wait, not. no, he had McMath. Okay, that's right. Do do we want to agree that just Freddie Adu was on this team? No. Okay. No. There's worse there, disappointments. No. There yeah. is. There is. Yeah, there, yeah. He had some moments in Philly. That's true. Okay. Um, but Anderson Conceição is the it, yeah. Anderson Conceição has team. to be has to be on this uh, team. Don't put words. I, I said he's the mascot. I didn't Paul, say he was we, on the as team. As the king of disappointments, I am here to disappoint all of you that I will not be selected. We legitimately hand him. out an award every week named after the guy. I think he has to go on this list. Okay, but I'm still going to mull it over. Right. I so, didn't you know. say he had to be on the team. I just said he is the mascot for all of our teams. Ah, yeah. uh, okay. Because I do by, say he by doesn't. By names, so he's he so wasn't bad, actually he doesn't expected even get to be good. He's so bad that he doesn't get a spot on anyone's team. He has to be the mascot for everyone's team. Yeah, sure. Or something anyway, like that. so next week, I do disappointment think, eleven. I do think we should do a minimum of two from each era, just I'm okay to make with that. sure we're 
you know, because it might be pretty easy to like look at the first four years of this franchise and come up with a starting eleven. <laughs> I'll pick the twenty thirteen no, lineup I mean, I, and just say fuck it. <laughs> I have one from this year that's already slotted right into midfield. Actually, could yeah. be two from this year. Got a forward there too. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh, this is going to be so good. I mean, unfor- okay. unfortunately for as many hits as he had, Tanner's had some whiffs. For sure. For sure. Can't wait to jump into that. Can't wait. <sighs> well, it was good talk. It was good. It was good doing this tonight, guys. I'm going to start right now. Right back. Ray. Jesus. <laughs> G-A- <laughs> And we are double, stopping the double Anyway, thanks for listening to the News from the Bridge. Thanks for Chris FC and Rough Stars for sponsoring this podcast. If you want to get in touch with us at VFTV Pod, feel free to do that there. Get in your questions for Zach Pfeffer in two weeks. Give us your uh, starting 11 made up of four players from each coach, or give us your starting 11s uh, that you were most disappointed by. Thanks for listening to Season 3 of Use in the Bridge. You can find us all over the internet, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at VFTV Pod. Thanks to our sponsors, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier of MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. We are also sponsored by Robbie over at Icarus FC. Icarus will make the custom kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Get started at IcarusFC.com. Do you enjoy the show and want to support us? There are two ways. You can head to Design Tree at dsgntree.com vftv for our latest merch. Or you could just buy us a coffee or beer at Ko-Fi, ko-fi.com slash VFTVpod. Thanks for your listening and your support. Views from the Bridge is a podcast of the Beautiful Game Network at bgn.fm. Head over there to find all kinds of soccer writing, podcasts, and other content. For Evan Villela, Chuck Booth, and Paul Catrino, I'm Justin Ashcraft, signing off.